Welcome to Big Stick Skiing. Everyone at some moment in time has dared to dream big. Nick Smith at six foot two dreams of sticking every water ski jump he takes. Join us as he includes you in his dream of making it big in professional water skiing. This is the Big Stick Skiing Podcast. I'm Joe Smith, and this is Nick, referred by many as Big Stick Skiing. Hey there, Nick. Hi, thanks for uh, having me and recording this. You bet. Um, first question, right out of the gates. Why Big Stick? Where did that name come from? So the Big Stick uh, was a nickname, actually. It started as a nickname given to me by a friend in Spread Eagle, Wisconsin, Tony Percolosi. Uh, we were sitting around a fire, and he started calling me the Big Stick. And the guys I ski with at Badwater Skeeters kind of picked up on it. It was kind of a joke to start with and just kind of stuck. There you go. It's stuck. And and here this whole time I thought it was about sticking the landing, but you're you're a big guy. Yeah, I think I'm probably one of the bigger jumpers uh, in the water skiing industry right now. Uh, not too many guys as large as me <laughs> jumping. Yeah, it's a lot of frame uh, and body to get around the rope and off the jump and do what you do. So we wanted to start this podcast to really follow your journey um, from this idea, this passion that you have for skiing, um, right down to, to being a professional and then even taking it to the next step, which is Team USA, as you'll talk about a little later. So just tell us about that. You know, how did you, how'd you end up in Florida? I mean, you're, you're a kid from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Yeah, so I'm definitely not the strongest skier. Um, I'm no expert on the industry at all. But when I sat down, I had a job in Iron Mountain. I was sitting there thinking, what are some things I love? This isn't it. Uh, and I kept coming back to skiing. And I uh, wanted to get more involved with water skiing. Figured, why not quit my job, chase that. And uh, it ended up bringing me down to Winter Haven. I figured, hey, where did all the great ones go through? And it was Winter Haven. So I started figuring out, how can I get down there? So was it scary? I mean, you had, um, I know in the past tried to, um, get noticed by some of the, the other ski professional throughout the world. And, you know, there was some interest and then COVID and all this complications. And then, you know, we get to this moment and all of a sudden there's an opportunity yet you still weren't just jumping on it. What walk us through that, like fear of some sort. So, yeah, big fear. Um, I applied to Germany a year ago to ski at Holiday Park. Uh, didn't make it, and they ended up getting shut down uh, because of uh, COVID. Uh, I was going through Instagram one day, and I saw the Stars of Florida water ski show's Instagram page. Uh, they are taking applications. So just kind of not fully seriously, I filled out an application, and a week later, I heard back, and they're offering me a year contract to come down to Winter Haven and ski. And all of a sudden, it was real. It wasn't as easy as a decision as what I uh, thought it would be. When I started thinking about, I'm going to have to pack up my puppy, um, leave my home, my hometown. I know nobody, and move across the country. And I had pretty much two and a half weeks to make that uh, decision and quit my job and moved down. So I started taking steps uh, in what seemed like the correct order uh, to come down, and here I am. 
Yeah, seeing it's only 1,483 miles from Iron Mountain, Michigan to Winter Haven, Florida, there's really no turning back at that point. Yeah, so two and a half weeks later, I was moving the last things I own out of my house into the back of my truck, and I think it was a Sunday morning at noon, I left Iron Mountain and started heading south. Yeah, and the the whole dog situation, um, you love to hunt, so you did buy this black lab. Um, like you said, it's a puppy named... Mm-hmm. Named Conley. Uh, continues my love for the industry, I guess. Conley named skis. Named after my jump skis. That's right. So that all makes sense. And, and away you go, and you actually took the dog with you, which I know I wasn't a, a big fan of that idea, but is it working out? Yeah, it seems to be working out. She's uh, laying here next to me, chewing on a bone right now. Uh, I can't keep her out of the water. She's always in the lake. Uh, the second I open the screen door, she's gone and swimming circles around the dock. Maybe she'll thank you one day because it's still snowing up <laughs> here and there's ice on the on the lake, so you would not be doing any skiing but snow skiing. So you had uh, referred me into to get some of my to further my own education with the only ski show out there, or I should say, the podcast is the ski show, and it's really the only only podcast you can find to learn more about show skiing. And the the guest happened to be Don Bufa. How do you know Don? Like that guy sounds yep, like so- just an industry idol, knows a lot about it, and lo and behold, you end up meeting him. Yeah, so I end up uh, working for Don. Uh, Don's my boss, and he is just an awesome guy, an incredible incredible mentor, and it's great getting to ski with him uh, two or three times a week. He's uh, probably the best back barefooter I've ever seen. And in Badwater, or at Badwater Skeeters on the Menominee River, we always have glass water, uh, beautiful barefooting. Down here on Lake Eloise, not so much. And Don just doesn't care. Goes out back barefoot through anything, waves up to his knees. His feet are going all over the place, but he always makes it. So he's just fun to ski with and be around. Hearing some of his stories from uh, his Stars of Florida road shows around the world are pretty cool to hear. So he is the head of the Stars of Florida, who you work for, and you ski at yep. Legoland Park in Winter Haven, Florida. Yep, correct. Um, historic Lake Eloise. So the site is the old Cypress Garden site. And when I came down here, that was kind of what I was looking for. I wanted to see and go through uh, where all the great ones have once skied. So I wanted to be around that and around the people that love the game as much as I do. And you're, you're, you're big in social media, Instagram. Um, and you had, you had mentioned to me that you know, you're just amazed because some of those people you followed on Instagram, you're actually skiing with. Yeah, so I've been following skiers on Instagram and social media my whole life, uh, living through them. And it was like, right when I got down here now, some of my best friends are some of those people that I was felt like I was living through in the Upper Peninsula all these years. So kind of cool grilling steaks and burgers and skiing all day with some of those guys that I just love living through. I bet. So so you jump in the, the truck, you take Conley, load her up, you head down in a, a blizzard, you get there, and you've yeah. been there for how long now? Uh, I got here February 1st, uh, end of March now, so two full months. So you had to have some fears as you're driving 1,400 miles uh, and thinking through all that, and you were alone other than your dog. You know, What were you thinking about mm-hmm. on your way down? 
Uh, so some of my fears was I was worried about giving up a very stable, reliable job that I could have done the rest of my life, uh, packing up my dog and jumpers, moving across the country to move in with someone I've never met. Um, I've never been to the town I'm moving to. Uh, there's just all these unknowns that were pretty scary. Uh, but I figured, you, you know, you can always come home and figure it out from there. So I made the move. So since you've been there now a couple months, like have, have, have new fears, any surprises kind of jumped out at you that you didn't realize maybe you would encounter? Um, so one of the fears, like physical fears, once I got here were there were these, these alligators, uh, that I didn't really think about till I got here. Uh, you see them swimming in fresh water. And what the locals told me was if there's fresh water in central Florida, there's an alligator in that lake. And at first, the first couple of weeks, it was like always on my mind. Every time I jumped in the water, I was like pulling my toes up above the water. <laughs> and after like a week or two, I kind of forgot about it. You know, you're always in the water all day and you see everyone else in the water. So you stop thinking about it. And then right when I stopped thinking about it, a uh, gator came swimming right through our show course. Uh, I'm sure we could attach a picture of it, but it ended up climbing right up on the back ski up dock. And it was, um, it was as long as the ramp going on the ski up dock. So you had sent so that me that, little... that picture and I thought it was Photoshopped. It was that big. Yeah. yeah, I sent it to a couple of friends back home and everyone thought it was Photoshopped. Like no one thought anything of it. So I ended up talking about it like later on. I kind of glanced yeah, at that, it and uh, said, yeah, right. So, so that has me a little nervous now. And I'm a little nervous about the dog. She you know, swims all the time. So I usually get in the water with her or uh, keep my eyes open. So one of the funny stories you had told me is you had you were doing one of the acts in the, the actual shows, right? And it's a, around the boat. And that yep. round the boat thing goes into off the jump and out of your skis. So you don't ski away uh-huh. from, from that act. And what do you see when you're coming around that, that, that boat? <laughs> so there's at Legoland, there's a tire line that stretches across uh, the show course, kind of protecting uh, the skiers from bad water, choppy weather. If it's windy, always is a big lake. It's always windy and it really calms it down. So I'm cutting around the boat. Uh, this is early on when I got here and there's like a baby gator sitting on the tire line, uh, sunbathing. It was like, real calm glass day, 80, 90 degrees. And the gator sitting there, uh, sunbathing. And it was one of the first ones I'd seen. Staring and, right at you. know, you. That, the boat kind of loops around and the next second later, you're jumping out of your skis into the water. <laughs> and I remember thinking, well, if I can see it, I know it's not underwater. Did you so feel kinda, like you were oh. making eye contact with it when you came around that boat? Yeah. It felt like it was eyeing me up, sizing me up coming around the boat. <laughs> So one of the things, that, and I don't know if this surprised you at all, but one of the things I did learn from uh, the Ski Show podcast when they had when they had Don Bufa on was he was describing the difference between an amateur um, ski show like up here in Spread Eagle, Wisconsin at Badwater uh, Skeeters, where you ski two shows a week, maybe depending on the weather, but two shows a week for two to mm-hmm. three months. And he said, you, you do the math versus skiing three shows every day for one year. It's like a thousand shows. It gets rough on the body. Are you already kind of skiing every day, feeling the difference between just skiing in the summer? Yep. So right now we're skiing three shows a day, seven days a week. um, And I ski five days a week. 
shows all day long. Right now, uh, today's my break. I definitely was kind of looking forward to today. Uh, you get sore, you know, how skiing goes, fall the wrong way, or it just takes its toll. So I was looking forward to today. And then about a month ago, I was skiing with Derek Berglund. Uh, he's originally from Iron Mountain, uh, mentored me my whole skiing career, taught me how to flip, heli, jump. Uh, he lives in Winter Haven. So I was skiing with him, and we were kind of doing the math on it. And my first month here, I had skied more shows than my skiing career at Badwater combined. And I've probably Crazy. hit the jump three times as many times. So I was after a first month, and I have, you know, 10 more months to go. Crazy. And Eric Berglund, to me, is Eric Berglund. He's just a, a, a friend, and I know knew him from skiing up here. And from what I hear, Eric Berglund is a legend. He's a legend, all right. He's a... <laughs> People love skiing with that guy. Uh, always has a big smile on his face, and you never know what he's uh, going to pull out of his hat when he's skiing next to you. Fun to ski with Eric Berglund, and now his sons are all becoming skiers as well, right? Yep, Brett is, uh, I think, 15 years old. Uh, he's going to be turning 16 soon, and it's been fun watching him grow up skiing as well. Going, I think I was in his first triple heli, or I was there for it at least. And uh, I was there when he landed his first flip. He's becoming one heck of a skier. So real quick, uh, back to goals. One short-term goal and then that long-term goal that we were talking about before. Yeah, so I have a couple short-term goals. Uh, One is to land 100 consecutive jumps. Um, You know, I've only been here two months. I don't even know for a guy like me if that's reachable, but that's, just a goal I have in the back of my mind. Uh, I think what makes a good show skier is consistency and landing a hundred straight would be a a pretty consistent jumper in my mind. Um, Another short-term goal is I want to get on the one ski, uh, start riding that, uh, get good on it, get on the ramp, uh, you know, push, keep pushing my game to the next level while I'm down here. And then long-term goals. Hold on. on. um, Let's, let's talk about the the short term. So going for a hundred, what are we? Are we allowed mm-hmm. to say what you're at right now? Uh, I'm currently at zero. I Ooh. took a fall last night in the third show of the day. Uh, yeah, so back to zero and restart the counter. So my second fall of the show. How of, close uh, were you? I got down here. How close were you uh, before the fall? I was a quarter of the way to the goal. Oh, oh 25. So. Um... So it's any kind of jump, helicopter, if you happen to do a flimp. Anything over the ramp counts as a jump towards my goal of 100. Got it. We're going to talk about that a lot in the future. Um, Okay, long-term goal. Uh, Long-term goal. Uh, One day I'd like to eventually come home and continue teaching some of the things I've learned from these awesome skiers and great people in the industry. Uh, And with that, I'd like to continue pushing the show skiing uh, as big as we could possibly get it. I think it's starting to take off again, uh, hopefully get back to where it was many years ago. And I just want to keep growing the game and doing what I can uh, as a young guy right now down here, learning as much as I can, trying to be a sponge and bring that home with me. Right. And, and then my final goal, uh, piggybacking off of that, is one day in my life make a Team USA roster. That's really, I think, every skier's dream, but that is one I've written down and uh, want to always be chasing. Well, it seems like you're in the right place to possibly make all that uh, that come true. Um, one of the things you said, you why you want to even do this podcast and and 
create a website. And by the way, that website is up and going. It's bigstickskiing.com. Check that out uh, today, like I said. Uh, Big -hmm. Big Stick likes to post a lot of pictures, videos, right from the jump. Um, You you put some good stuff up there. But bigstickskiing.com, just talk about that real quick. What can we expect from that? Yeah, Big Stick Skiing. um, I started that website uh, to try and follow this journey, uh, things I learn, people I meet. Uh, Maybe we'll have some people on here that I'm around every day. And I want to track, uh, you know, what's going on. Something for people in the show skiing industry to look up. I'm going to be at the All-American Tournament next Saturday. Probably post some pictures and videos from there. I'm sure there's going to be a heck of a a group of people skiing. Uh, I know Brett Berglund will probably be jumping. Like to give him some love on the big the big stick website. Uh, I think he's got a new flyman swallow jumper. Can't wait to see him on that. And uh, we'll have some swivelers, uh, skiing barefoot, team jump I know, and individual jumps. So I'll be bringing that to the big stick website next on April 10th. That's awesome, and we're looking forward to hearing more from you, Big Stick, and everything that we'll get to see moving forward. And don't forget. Instagram's about to go up with Big Stick Skiing YouTube channel. You can always check him out on his webpage right now as we speak. As we speak, and don't forget one more thing: subscribe to the podcast, and you can hear all kinds of fun banter and his progress as he goes. Thanks a lot, Nick, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you.